Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Star Girl Podcast. This is for season three, episode one, chapter one, The Murder. I'm Angie, and I'm here with Lizzie and special guest Andy from the Flash Podcast. Hey, yo. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Are you ready to join us in discussing our love of Pat Dugan's beer? Because I believe that's probably going to be like half of this episode. Are you on Only half? No, we got to do longer than that. Uh, But I'm always here to talk about Pat uh, and his gloriness uh, with or with no beard. I mean, yes, but the beard helps. Like, I'm going to be honest, when Angie just went rogue and changed the Twitter account to Pat Dugan's Stan account, Stan account. I was like, Angie, yes, like you read my mind here. She didn't mm-hmm. actually go rogue. We discussed it, and then she was like, "Wait, give me a second. Then she went and did it, and I was like, "This is the best thing that has ever happened." Was <laughs> I could not stop laughing when logging because at first I thought we had been hacked, but I'm like, "Nope, this this makes a lot more sense that it came from one of them." And then I listened to the podcast. I'm like, "Why would I be mad? This is glory. This is beautiful. This is amazing." Um, that no, that was funny. That was funny. Like many you know, things in my life, it started out as a joke, but then I decided to just go along with it. <laughs> you know what else was funny? Considering we did an episode in in season two point five about what happened in the summer, it's funny how they return and they're like, "Yes, this thing happened. It was fun. We're not going to talk about it. Go read the comic." Anyway, we're back, and yeah. Pat was glorious. Every scene that Pat Dugan and his beard were in, I was like, I can't pay attention to any of the details that they're like dropping in this scene because I am just so severely distracted. Look, I'm going to give Starman credit where credit is due. He understood the glory that was Pat Dugan's beard. And just for that, he won a few points with me because we all know he's not my favorite. But the moment he defended the beard, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe you deserve more credit. Then he went and did other things that weren't to my liking. Though he was, I mean, considering he's not a character I like, he wasn't as bad as I sort of expected him to be. He apologized like four times. I thought he was going to choke on the, on the apology, but he got it out. <clears throat> he seemed like a more centered and well-behaved human being than he was last season. Um, I still don't like him. He can go and leave the staff with Courtney, but I mean, he was better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, where should we get into this? Because I feel like the entire like opening scene, we have this like warm welcome back to all these characters that we've like been following for the past couple of seasons. Funnily enough, we started with Jaquim, who like they keep teasing more Jaquim, but then we don't see him in the episode other than that. So, okay, but we saw the shade. We saw Beth and her overbearing parents. We saw our baby boy Rick with his like little like hourglass repair that he was like trying to do and very Grundy. <laughs> I mean, it feels like Angie and I, I just gotta stop saying, it feels like Angie and I are very much alone sometimes in our love for Rick, but he is like a precious unicorn, he is, like, he, not because he's the smartest, or because he always knows what he's doing, but he always looks like he needs a good hug, a good meal, or something. Listen, I'm very protective of Rick, you know, I, I, you know, I felt, you know, like, I still think that first episode where we, like, really get into, like, 
the reasoning behind his anger and so on was just so powerful that I'm just like, listen, this boy needs to be protected at all costs. I won't accept any other answer. And I'm, you know, I know what's going on with his uncle this season, but I'm just like, like, I'm like, who's feeding him? Like, how is he paying rent and stuff like that? Like, so like we need to we need to protect him. Like he always looks dirty, also. Like I know he's a he has a reason. But like, why is there always dirt on your face, Rick? Like, we need to talk about this. Are you like taking care of yourself? Self care is important, Rick. Do we know where he's living? Do like, do we have no. any details? Also, did he pack his own little brown bag lunch <laughs> in that cafeteria scene? Because it was so sad and so crumpled. And I wrote in my notes, I was like, what is in Rick's sad brown bag lunch? <laughs> like, what? If he's packing it himself, what do you think is in there? Right. Should, and we, should, adopt him? should we adopt him, maybe? Yeah. Is he alone? Like, where is he? Seriously. Like, I need answers. Yeah, because the Lindmores supposedly have room in their house. Like, they have room to spare. They were offering rooms to everyone at the end of season two. So why <laughs> isn't Rick there? Right? And, like, I mean, there's space back there with Starman. And also, Beth can share that uh, lunch with him. Oh. <laughs> like, what is that? Her parents went for the from the worst to the best in the worst way. Like, there's no middle ground there. But they're so adorable, though. I think it's just so, like, they're so, uh, they're so dorky about all this that I'm just like, I preferred, like, because if... Other than Pat and Barbara, all the parents on this show are like somewhat problematic. You know, like I'm not, I'm not even gonna. Parents. I'm not gonna don't talk. About, I'm not even gonna look at Yolanda's parents. Yolanda's parents. I'm just like I don't understand how they even have custody of her at this point, given how they're treating her. Uh, and you know, the Crocs are the Crocs. Um, they're good parents. Um, That's true. They're not great people, but they're good parents. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you know what I think Rick would be so into like Beth's parents being so extra because he's like, well, my uncle, like my uncle would, you know, the only extra he would do is just give me extra beating. Uh, so I think he could use a very extra loving family and so on. I, I, I really hope that uncle never comes back. I hope I don't know. I hope that Pat like smutter him with a pillow or something. He's like, this is how we do it JSA style, and then he just I don't know. I, I, I think Pat did something dark. He did something nasty to that man. And I'm like, I don't mind. Yeah, I won't be sad if he never comes back. I just need answers. Uh, and and Beth's parents, like, I know they're a better version, but they're not really parenting Beth at all. Like, they weren't before and they aren't now. They're just not parents. Yeah. Now they're cheerleaders. It's just like it. The pendulum swung like they were so completely like dismissive and neglectful, basically. And now they're like really overbearing and like being almost servile to her at this point. And like, that's also not great parenting either. Although I will give them props because they designed the new Dr. Midnight costume that I hope we see in real life. Maybe their parents need to stop by the <laughs> high school, go to back to school night, steal away, grab a sewing machine like Hort did. Get that knocked out. And they, they need to help other people. Like, Yolanda needs help, too. Like, I don't, like, I it feels like she got Ted sued, sort of, well, which is what she did, and sort of fit to her body. But the, the headpiece just does not work. It's like, so girl, it's so big. 
Like, no. And then Rick, like, I love you, Rick. But, like, every time he puts on the suit, he looks like a different person. Like, is that you underneath that? Where are those, like, does the suit come with muscles? How does that work? Like, is that you? Because I don't see it. Well, the guy who plays Iron Man, I mean, he, I mean, he is, a, I mean, he's a pretty bulked up dude anyway. So, like, I, I can believe it. I just think I always have to remember, like, you know, like they, they all have like um, uh, mask makeup stuff. Uh, you know, that they have to like just drop on their eyes and so. Again, I, I would just love to see like them do like a like a Robin Patterson Batman sequence where they actually show was like Rick putting on the makeup and then putting on the mask. So I, I like, I will pay good money to see it happen. He was just like, this is so stupid. I don't need this, but the girls tell me I have to do it. Look, I, if if they want to show me like Rick is my precious like baby boy, but also if they want to show me how he looks without a shirt, so I can compare, I won't mind. Because the thing is, he looks lean normally. Wait, I'm like, I'm, this is science, okay? Uh-huh. He looks leaner normally than he looks in the hour man suit. So every time I look at him in the hour man suit, I'm like, does this suit come with muscles? Like, what is going on here? So I just, for science, would like them to show me. Like, I think this is fair. Science is important. It sure is. This is this is a this is something I can get behind. Right, and then I mean, if if Pat wants to join him without it, like, I mean, I just science is important. That's how yeah. I say. And Pat without a shirt and that beard. Ooh. Like the only problem is I'm not sure Angie and I would survive. I don't think we, I think we would just like internally combust. Honestly, it wouldn't go well. And then who would do this podcast? Right, Andy by himself, or would you combust too, Andy? Um, pro- I mean, I, I mean, I I cannot even imagine anyone else hosting this podcast other than you two. So you know, I I think I would be I think I would be busy being like you know okay, well if, you know maybe they're just like Solomon Grundy. Like if I just bury him somewhere, they will wake up, <laughs> and then we'll be like, hey, and. Hey Andrew, you haven't moved for a while. Lizzie, you're, you're, you 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 got to get up at some point. And I'm like, huh? Maybe burying them in a coffin and then throwing dirt on someone, you know, might wasn't the best idea. Again, I just wanted, I just want to know like what this, like did Rick have a ceremony for Solomon Grundy? What he was like? Did he go like all Riddler, being like, ah, Marky? Also, sweet baby boy doesn't have super strength anymore. How is he moving Grundy? From place to place to bury him. But doesn't he? He felt like they hand waved that away very quickly. And he fixed the the hourglass somehow. And somehow he's got... Because he had a timer. So if he had a timer, it's because his strength was going to come back in 30 minutes. Sort of, I assume. Because the timer was... uh, thing so i i think they just hand wave that and we're supposed to assume he's got his powers back somehow that he fixed it even though it looks a little yeah it's a little off but he fixed it somehow because he's smart boy um he spent all his energy in that not not energy on taking care of himself which to be fair sounds very rick that that i won't deny so yeah i kind of hope that when he fixed it he did like something better to it but i guess this is what we got this is what we get maybe he'll also learn how to meal prep in the meantime too like he just needs he needs better lunches i know i'm like hyper fixated on this little brown bag but it just it made me so sad you're a concerned mother you're you're concerned about this because i mean as 
creepy as it is to just when Pat comes down and then um, dude is there just like preparing him a, a, a smoothie and like inviting him to the gym. Rick could use some of that. Yeah, huh? that's true. I also, this is kind of a sidebar, but I really wanted to yell at Courtney for not locking her doors. doors. Lock your doors. Lock your windows. Didn't she grow up in California? Did she learn nothing about the Night Stalker? Always lock your doors and windows, Courtney. Jesus. No, right. And like, I love, I love what she's trying, the message she's trying to send. This whole thing about, like, we got to trust people and we got to give people the benefit of a chance. But you can do that with your doors locked. Okay, sure Courtney? You need to leave the oh, doors locked. This is the same girl who was like last season, like being so hella sus of Jenny that I'm like, you know. Yeah, she, she she's very good at the 180, Courtney. Like she she'll swing, she's like Brad Spears. She'll swing all the way back. <laughs> God, my baby. Uh, um, but yeah, well, I mean, since we started talking about Courtney, I guess we can talk about Courtney and Starman and the staff and this whole thing about. Why are you here? Like, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest Starman fan. You all know that. I'm not the biggest Joe McHale fan. You all know that. He wasn't annoying in this episode. Like, he even apologized a bunch of times, which I guess I appreciated. But, like, you're not a Starman anymore. We can't share the staff. Go away. Have a life. I don't know. Like, find love or whatever. Just go away. Be like the uncle that visits once a year. Yeah, because he's not really doing anything other than like house repair. And Pat's more than capable of taking care of that too. And I mean, I guess he can teach Courtney a trick or two with the staff. But like, yes, he's highly suspicious because I also find his story about like, I don't know what happened. I just came back. That's also highly suspicious to me. I don't know. I don't know about that. Look, he is as suspicious as all the bad guys pretending to be good now. Like, oh when God. the gambler showed up and he was like, I have a daughter and I want to be good. I was like, you know what? You have a better story than Starman. Like, at least wow. like, he <laughs> daughter that we thought that is probably true because we saw him by himself. There was no need to keep up the lie. So that's probably true. And so that's more of an explanation that we've gotten from Starman. Like, yeah. Starman is just, and if, if he ends up being just a good guy by the end of season three, I will be disappointed, honestly. Like, there's going to be something <laughs> more there. Oh my God. <laughs> they set it up. I don't even mean him to be a villain. But there's going to be an explanation there, even if it's an explanation he doesn't know. Because if not, what is even the point? We've been, like, wondering this for a while. It's been a he's been a season getting to Blue Valley. A yeah. whole season. I was thinking. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's okay. I was just doing a thought experiment about like if you were going to like measure on a scale of one to ten how much you trust Starman. I personally would give him like a three. Like first of 2. all, 5. don't trust handsome men. Period. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> he lied to Courtney. Thirdly, I just don't believe the resurrection story. It doesn't make sense. <sighs> I'm giving him a, f a four because I feel like I, I feel like he has somehow come back. I, you know, when he talked about like, you know, I woke up in my own coffin. I don't know how I got there. Like, and he had to dig himself out and so on. 
it kind of gave me like Buffy season six vibes, you know, like, you know, and I mean, thank God, because nothing should ever be like Buffy season six. I hate season six. Uh, I will fight anyone who tries to say that that was a good season. I'm like, no, Buffy season six is, no, I literally have heard people, like, girl, listen, I live, sorry, rant time. I've literally seen people defend to their lives that season six is like, oh, Annie, but you don't understand. Season six is, you know, like a dark, complex season. It's all about growing up and so on. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we needed We're Spike right to do days. that. I don't we think we needed Spike to do that thing in order for Buffy to grow up. And also, the villains were so terrible last, in that season. So, like, but I think the way the Starman is back, it's not by his own intention. I think someone is pulling the strings, maybe, and he's not really in control because, you know, maybe, okay, that, you know. That would, that would be good. He wouldn't be a villain, but at least there would be a story. Like, you don't get, like, if people could just come back like that, why don't we bring back Henry Jr.? We're crying out loud. Yeah. No, but you know what? What you know what I think it is? I think that, I mean listen, listen, we have 13 episodes. You know, there this is obviously this is obviously a secret that they're gonna have to really explore throughout the season because I, I don't think I you promised because they didn't do that all of last season. Promise well last season he wasn't a series regular. This season he's a main player now. So, you know, um I feel I feel like you know when we I think that once we get into I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the back half of the season is when when we find out uh, like how he actually is fully back, you know. Or I don't know. My mind first went to like, oh, maybe it's um. And I know everyone is getting crazy of me. I'm always using this as an excuse, but I'm like, what if this was a crisis change and somehow crisis, you know, brought him back and like you know, and Oliver was just a dick and put him in the coffin, like. I'm gonna bring back Joel McHale, but because I know Lizzie really, really, really doesn't like him, I'm gonna put him in a coffin. That would and be make an him... Oliver Queen thing to do, actually. But but Crisis doesn't exist anymore. Like, what is Crisis? We've forgotten about Crisis. I mean, it, I mean, it happened. They just don't know it happened. Um, you know, like I mean, listen, your show technically took one of our Earths from the fly. They took Earth too. You know, we had to lose Jesse Quick. If Starville could exist, I still think Jesse Quick, like she's a JSA member in the comic, she should be on the show. Like, bring back yep. that act. I think that would be a lot of so fun. So, at this point, the JSA is getting a little like they, we got too many people in the JSA, and like we're losing like the, the team feeling in the JSA. And I sort of get it. I sort of get I'm usually more team Rick and Yolanda than team Courtney and Beth because like I get what Courtney's coming from. But I don't think that's just the right way to have a superhero team. Be like, let's trust everyone. And um, considering how this ep- the first episode ends, which, I mean, it's obviously Cindy didn't do anything. It would be too obvious that it's the first episode. I mean, there's obviously another explanation. The, the trailer looked like it was trashed. Um, but, I mean, it's just going to bring up more problems for the team quote-unquote team because i mean i don't think rick and delon are just gonna be like yes cindy we trust you now yeah i mean i think this is another good point where we can be like so on a scale of one to ten how much do you trust cindy so i'll go first i'd say like a six maybe like it seems like she's trying to better herself so like that scene at the very beginning of the episode where she tries to help the old lady cross the street hold her bag all that kind of thing i don't think anyone from the jsa was watching her at that point right so if that's just her she's just really trying to do something nice 
Right. But then on the other, on the flip side, I also can't help but think about that scene that we saw for the, in the trailer where she's drinking that like suspicious looking potion. So I just don't know. So I would put her in like a six, seven. Right. Honestly, I trust her a lot more than I trust Starman. For sure. Um, Because, I mean, I think she's trying, even if she ends up falling off the wagon. I I do think there's an attempt there. Um, Starman is just, something's happening. Even he probably doesn't know something shady is happening there. For Cindy, it might be she's trying to be a hero and she ends up, um, you know, not as, it, it, it might be touch and go and she might fall off the wagon. But, like, she's trying. So I would say seven. I'm sorry, Starman. But I trust Cindy about three times more than I trust you. What about you, Andy? I love, I mean, I love, I love Shiv. I, you know, I think that dynamic between her and Courtney has been like one of my, I mean, I always, I always love when there's like one who is like, you know, she's like, you know, the, you know, she's the goody goody, but then there's the one who's like, she, you know, she can't be good, but she's always like brutally on that. She will tell, she will say the things that no one else will say in the room. Um, so again, I, I, I'm really excited to see how, what they're doing with her this year, you know, like, like you know, cause I, I feel like everyone is going to like, I mean, this episode alone was just like, you know, I guess anyone can join a team now. Whatever, like so much shade. Like I, had, there was so much shade going. I had to put on a fan, like just to survive it. Um, but no, I. There, the members of the team throwing the shade have been the members of the team throwing the shade all along. Like if Rick and Yolanda had been like, "Yes, welcome to the team, Cindy," I would have been like, "Where are the real ones?" Okay, I do not believe this. But yeah, no, I uh, no, I no. She again. I it was. I could not stop laughing when she was like, she was walking the street and she sees this old lady. She's like, oh, for crying out loud! I guess I will help her. Like, hi, can I get your bag or whatever? So I'm just like, Cindy must be like hating herself right inside. I, I, I could just hear in her head going like, I hate this, 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 I hate this. But she still has to put on a smile. But uh, uh, no, like you know, she, they, they, like Shiv has been consistently good. Like they know, like they like there's there's obviously a destination for her. In their show, and I like that they're like constantly just doing like they like they're on a good track. Like it never feels like she's like you know going from one place to the other. So, um, but uh, so what's your number? Commit, Andy. My number. Commit. I don't know what I don't know what number to give. Commitment, Andy. Pick a number. Um, eight. Ooh, see? Oh, that's that's generous. Generous. Okay. I can give you know what I can give Starman a free and I can give Shiv an eight. How about that? See? And then um, you are complaining about my numbers. Um I mean I, I also it is. I mean, listen, Joel McGill dared to put on the tight white t shirt and an apron and stand in the kitchen and was like Listen, and you're gonna hate me if I ever sp- speak about this. Listen, Joel McHale. Listen, I mean, I know he can get very Joel McHaley, you know, in in public. You know, um, I still love Community. I still love uh, Jeff Winger. Don't get me wrong. Um, six seasons of movie. Come on now, like let let the man wrap up his legacy. But on Stargirl, like he's just like you know, and he's being so nice, and he again, but again, he dares to put on the tightest white T-shirt on the whole CW lineup like he probably took like a t-shirt from like 10 years ago and he put it on so no, i think he took one of like brex shirts and just yeah. jammed it on his body right yeah. it was a lot 
but also like you keep talking and i even said it before that he's been very nice he's been very nice now he wasn't exactly very nice before what we saw in flashbacks like we discussed a lot about how he didn't really seem like a good friend like Pat held him in high esteem and i don't know why he didn't seem like a really good friend and that's probably why they gave, they gave us a moment with the two of them in the first episode because we kind of needed that because at this point I was like, why do we care about this guy? Why does anyone care other than he's useful because he knows things? Um, and I guess we're supposed to believe if the staff trusts him. So we should trust him. But I'm sorry, Cosmo. I'm just not sure you're right in this one. Like, I'm sorry. No, you got to think that, like, I think Starman, in a way, is trying to relive his glory days. But while it, in order to do that, he kind of has to take Pat down a peg because that was their, like, hierarchy. That was their dynamic. So then there's that. And then plus he would be, like, taking this role away from Courtney. Even though Courtney has this, like, co-parenting idea, which, <sighs> fine, I guess. But... But he, I don't know. Uh, when when he called Pad his sidekick again, mm-hmm. I was like, all the goodwill you mm-hmm. it, like from the entire episode is gone. Sidekick, the man just brought you a beer, <laughs> a yeah. really cool beer, and you're gonna call him your sidekick? You can go to hell. Yeah, I, I need to be a moment this season where I, I I feel like Pad needs to like he needs a good rage out moment this up this season. He moment where he can actually freak out and unleash hell upon upon um sylvester kind of just like you know because i feel like starman put him through trauma that pat never got to deal with and now like he's back he's like yeah i don't like buddy it's it's different now like it's not um it's not you know like this is not your show anymore you know it's not your it's not your you know you're not the boss anymore starman um so i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping pat gets that moment because yeah it's like I mean, you know, I mean, you look at some of the flashbacks in season two with the, between them. I mean, it's like, how did Pat put up with him for all for all this time? It like, I feel like he needs a good, like, he doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like a real character to me if he doesn't actually get to be angry. That's why, like, I love when he when he went after Courtney's, you know, dead ass father and punched the hell out of him on the street. I'm just like, do it again. And and next, you know, in season two, he obviously murdered Rick's uncle. You know, I mean, there's the only, that's the only explanation. You know, he he killed him and he smothered him in the sleep and then he buried him. He's like, unlike Selma Grunner, you ain't rising no, no no time soon. Yeah, I just hope that when Pat's anger moment comes, he he still like has the beard. Like, I just hope he never shaves. Like, mm-hmm. that that's just my my one hope. Don't shave. Yeah, Luke Wilson, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I don't want an endgame scenario where, in order for him to like go out and fight again, he has to shave. Like, mm, no, don't, don't do that. No, no, nope. I don't think he will. It seems like it's been a look around the whole season so far. Why endgame? Like, just for a moment, why did you have to do that endgame? Like, why? How dare? So sad. Okay, I mean, um, so. I have a one question for both of you, the gambler. Like, do we t- on a scale of one? <laughs> I love this. How much do we trust him? Like, I mean, was he really trying to reform? Like, there's so many villains trying to reform here, and they're all sort of doing it in different ways. 
But ironically, they all seem to be honest about it. So do you think the gambler was really like, is there really a Becky? Was that for real? Well, why would he have a picture then? And yeah. why would he be looking? Also, based on that picture, I feel like his daughter is older, right? Like that daughter has to be like 20s, maybe. Because like that picture looks pretty old, just in the right. style. I don't know. But, That's but maybe they just d didn't think of that because I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious if they just brought in another teenager? <laughs> right. <laughs> like at this point, like it would be weird if they brought a twenty-something. Like no, 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 they're gonna bring another teenager if the kid is for real. Like and then she's gonna be like, I don't know, she's gonna be someone like. It's not gonna be like just a regular teenager. There are no regular teenagers in Blue Valley. Just like there are no regular people. Like, because, like, what are the conversations people are having? Like, when Paula just walks into Barbara's, um, like, uh, office and has that conversation, I'm like, what is this conversation? Like, are there any normal people in Blue Valley? I mean, I assume that poor lady in the diner, and that's about it. Yeah. All of, all of Blue Valley just need intense therapy, I think. Um, but if we're going back to the gambler, I think a big reason why we can trust him is he's presumably dead. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, at this point, do? does anyone die in the show unless they're Henry Jr.? He's <laughs> the only one. Like, well, he was back for like two seconds, but not really back. Like, everyone comes back. So, like, well, I guess the gambler already came back once, so there's no point in bringing him back a second time. So, yeah, presumably he's dead, so we can trust him. And presumably his daughter will show up. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's funny? So, like, I, because when, you know, because I, I sometimes forget, like, how much they pull from the comics, or, like, even, like, the smaller characters. So, I was like, the gambler has a daughter. So, like, I had to be, like, the gambler plus Rebecca Sharp or something. And there is a character. And apparently, you know, she, um, her name is, like, um, Rebecca Becky Sharp. She is, um, in the comics, she's known as, Hazard, and I'm like, Hazard, where have I, where have I heard it before? And then my trauma came back. So you know, yes. So you know, you always shade the flash. I can do it for once. So in season four, uh, which is not one of my favorite seasons of the show, uh, uh, Lizzie, I hope you're paying attention because this, this is like one of the few yeah, times yeah, I was just looking it up. Yeah, season four, and um, they introduced Hazard. And it was one of the weirdest and like cheesiest episodes of all time because she could basically change people's luck and you know unluck, you know grammar, whatever. And I was like, I beg to God that this show doesn't do like if Becky shows up, and I'm sure she will. If she does show, up, please let her be as different as possible from the Flash version because it was. Uh, it was not good. Although I will say this, I did like the actress because that's the actress who voiced um, Shibuza in the in the English version of Sailor Moon back in the nineties. I was like, oh my god, I cannot oh believe. Oh my god, Andy, that was uh, some retro knowledge. Yeah, listen, Sailor Moon the, on, on this network, Sailor Moon is something we respect and cherish. Cherish. I if agree. We all agree. No one is disagreeing. Uh, look, I <laughs> I probably got a Sailor Moon costume somewhere. So. I have the moon wand somewhere still from when I was a kid. 
um like it's probably my parents uh attic uh or something but yeah i'm a huge sailor moon fan so uh but yeah no i i didn't realize that they had like uh like there was a becky sharp from the comment and it was the same one so i'm just like well if you're gonna bring her in just don't make her like the flash version because it was horrid like you know like barry was like he was tripping on marbles and he got you know like she made it so that he accidentally got himself cuffed and handcuffed and so like, i should be yeah, because she could just change the, anyone's luck so that you know barry yeah barry could, i like, remember that episode now once you said marbles <laughs> oh my trauma just came back thanks andy you're welcome <laughs> uh I, 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 I felt bad for my boy grand gustin having to film those scenes um you know but yeah that you know that was you know so i was like i'm like becky sharp where have i heard becky sharp before um but yeah no well, I, I mean she's coming for sure this show loves to bring new characters. They don't have time for all the characters. They could have five spin-offs. I mean, with this network, not not really any, not anymore. You know, look what CW did this year. You know, we're we're lucky we even have Flash and Superman next season. Um, unless David Zazzle decides to pull them too and be like, no, no Batgirl, no no Flash, no Superman, Lois, no nothing. Um. I, which I'm just like, well, at least give a Star Wars season four, at least, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to start worrying yet. This is our episode for the first episode of season three. I don't want to start worrying about season four yet. Oh, we can start talking about it when we get to like episode eight or nine or something like that. Oh, mm -hmm. um, yeah. then we will know if we have a season four or not. Like, I don't, um, um, I don't want. I, I don't want to wait till the finale, and then the next week they're like, "Oh, by the way, you're not coming back." Um, like I, although I will say this, I will say this. Uh, when I talked to Breck, uh, on Tuesday, she hear she's he, she hears everyone's concern. She appreciates the support, and she's hoping we see a season four as well. Uh, like trust me, she's she's you know she knows our pain. She knows our pain. Um, I I like I I mean the the younger actors probably all like they're all on twitter like even if they're not interacting like I, I i can't believe some of the older actors on the arrowverse don't know what's going on on twitter but the younger generation no 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 those kids know more than us and like they probably have um three backup accounts where they're fighting people on reddit like the kids those are the kids um so oh yeah God. they have like burner accounts like you know like that would be be like, so like ever since the actor that plays Miss Marvel said it, I was like, that's probably all of them. They're fighting people on Reddit. I can see it now. I hope so. I hope that I hope they do something. That would be funny. Um, uh, Me too. But uh, no, uh, but I mean, the gambler dying. I just you know, he. I mean, he because he was just so funny. Just be like you know, he was just like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to put the past in the past, and then he <laughs> died. He was funny because he was trying to play it straight and everyone was like, no. And like, he wasn't <laughs> even trying to be funny. He was just trying to play it straight. Like, I wish I guess it's the same kind of humor as the Crocs. Like they're trying to play it straight and everyone's like, what in the world are you people? And like when, when at the beginning when um, the whole, oh, tell Barbara we must get together for, for coffee. And Pat's like, oh, she'll be drunk. Not. Like that. Like, yeah. The, it's gonna be funny and Artemis like it's gonna be fun. The the entire setup for this for the season is fun. 
um, I just hope we get some self-care for Rick and probably a different family for Yolanda. Like Pat and Barbara just need to adopt all the kids at this point. That's it. Bye. Yeah. Except for Artemis. Cause I think she's happy with her parents and they love her. I mean, yes, but all the original JSA kids. Well, I mean, I guess Beth can stay with her parents at this point. I mean, I'd say that they can like adopt one too, but like, I don't know if I trust Beth's parents with another kid. So I know, like, weirdly, I would trust the Crocs more than Beth's <laughs> parents as far as like parenting goes, which is so like bizarre to say because they're like. They're so unpredictable and so chaotic, but like the one thing you can count on with the Crocs is them supporting their kids. So I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, if Artemis really does want to join the JSA, I think it's going to happen and it's going to be real interesting. I right. think they're using a bow and arrow, like, in, like you know, because, you know, I mean, everyone knows my favorite Artemis is from Young Justice, you know, and like their instead yeah. of is so good that I'm like, all we need to do is just get rid of the mask. Get a bow and arrow because the costume is like it's almost it's almost there. It's almost and also the girl, no backpack, no backpack in, in your in your machine. Like, come on now. Like we okay, like okay, yeah. we get it. You're young. Like we get it. Um, but yeah, no, I um I mean, wait, hold on. Be Beth's parents, they can't adopt Rick, because then how are we gonna get uh, no 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 that, that's weird if there's going like if they're going for a romance no adopting rick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's why i said it. yeah so that's why yeah that, that's why rick has to be adopted by pat no uh, all the crocs it's fine the crocs will feed him that <laughs> is like you know you're a growing you guy. know he will get nutritious meals they may not be delicious but they will be nutritious. Well, like, I'm pretty sure he's been like, he hasn't had a good meal in years. So God. So yeah. So basically this entire podcast was us thirsting over Pat Dugan and worrying about Rick's uh, like he general health and uh, going like, I mean, this feels like us last season going like Courtney. No, but this season is just Courtney being so good. And we're still like, Courtney, no. Like, no, Courtney. It was kind of like a like a low-key like premiere. Like there was like not like, like even though like, they were doing a lot of setups, not a lot of things happened until the end. Um, yeah, I mean, and then we had someone dead at the end, so a lot happened. But yeah, I, I think it was an enjoyable episode, a good way to to bring back the show. But yeah, not a great deal of things happened. Um I'm I'm happy with what we got. I hope we get enough of the original JSA, even with all the new people coming in, because I feel like we didn't really like the more they've introduced new characters, the more they break away from the original JSA. And then they're they're like we haven't even seen Mike. We we saw him for like two seconds. He made a joke about Pat's beard. How dare you, kids? Have one scene in the episode and use it to talk trash about your dad's beard. Like, no, no, no. We need better content from you. Yeah, I've always been worried what the show it will do with Mike in the long run because I mean, you know, he. I mean, I think it's hard to do things with him because it's like, I mean, what is he gonna do? Just get in the stripe armor, you know, stripe ro robot every once in a while. I mean, that's Pat's job. So you know, I, um, like he's good when we actually do see him, but like, you know, I just don't know what. You know what to, you know what they're gonna do with him in the long run, but I get you're concerned about like wanting to see more of like you know the core four, but I feel like it was always inevitable that like you know because they're like you know in the comics the JSA is like they're, they're like dozens of members and so on. So I feel like it was always inevitable that they would 
have been I able agree. To, I uh, agree, but like, since they didn't have, they only had 13 episodes, and I think that works better for the show, but the one thing you don't get when you don't have episodes to pad is the interactions between the main characters, and that's sort of something I, I sort of miss. Like, I give me, like, five comics in the meantime, like, just them hanging out. Like, because the, the interactions have changed to a point where you're in season three and they're making like sort of inside jokes and they're like, no, that was you and so and so. It's like, when did it happen? Like, I would have liked to see that. Like, the whole Beth and Courtney sort of teaming up and we agree. How do you agree? How did this? Like, I, like, I know there are things in the comics, but there's a lot more of the interactions between them that I would have liked to see. And I don't have to, I don't want to have to write fanfic in my mind about how they get along. Oh I my will, God. I to. What is what does Stargirl fanfic look like? I like is okay. that you know? No, no, Speaking no. Of fanfic. I wrote down in my notes at one point because I was thinking about where we left off in the season two finale with Chuck also going off to find his daughter, and I wrote down, "I miss Doctor Midthighs." <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my fanfic. It's just. <laughs> I mean, I would not go looking for fanfic because sometimes fandom scare me. But uh, unless a fanfic, someone wants to write me a fanfic just about what Andy just said, and it has Pat with his beard, and then we'll we'll be fine. You can send us direct, send it directly to our email. (laughs) Um, I think that that I think we've spiraled enough, don't you think, Andy? I think this is. I think whenever we start. Because we usually start with thirst, right? And then once we circle back to thirst, that's usually when we've well, talked about everything. Well, we're done. Yeah, we're, we're done. done with the two stuff. We're done. Okay, so everyone, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. You can subscribe to Stargirl Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, please hit us up with some five-star reviews. Don't forget that we're part of the DCTV Podcast Network with podcasts for all the DC shows. There are less DC shows every day, but all of them. DCTVpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media, DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. DCTV Podcast also has its own tea public store. So if you're interested in DCTV-related merch, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it supports the network and helps us make more podcasts. And if you have questions or thoughts about Stargirls, email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. And see you next time. Goodbye. Peace.